Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. In a change to tonight's programme, you've got me and Tony. As you were aware, David Lloyd was our special guest for the evening, but David has unfortunately been called away to a family crisis in Coventry, and we wish David, um, I'll send him our best wishes and hope everything works out okay for him. David will come onto the show. It's likely to now obviously be in September after our little summer break. Um, he's devastated that he can't be here tonight, but family is a lot more important than this sports show. So, what are we going to do? What we are going to do is have that long-awaited debate is what actually constitutes a sport. You see, Tony and I tend to disagree. I've got darts and pool and shove me and things like that down as pub games i've got formula one down as a technical exercise and quite frankly american stuff doesn't count as sport that's my world it's not tony's so we'll bicker about that one we're gonna have a look at england's tests debacle of the morning we're gonna have a look at who's gonna be the winners and the losers as professional football gets ready to um kick off uh, me of course man united is going to win a lot yeah i don't think so in local news flosev are back on track they went to kimberley in a pre-season friendly last night won 3-0 as was should have been expected but they won 3-0 elliot king scoring a brace as i told you last night Terrell Shannon Lewis is now no longer a flow serve player after announcing it himself on his own Twitter feed. I still wait for the communications officer of the club to announce it correctly. The Evening League's grand final day on Sunday at Collingham apparently has been postponed. So all you local cricketers who like to play in the evening and was going to enjoy the day there, I'm told they couldn't get the interest. Buys into the final. It's not on. So, after years and years of years of playing for the two most famous, two of the most famous cups in Newark, it looks very much like it ain't going to happen anymore. Certainly not this year at Dalefield. There is football tonight. Newark Town take on the newly formed Highcombe Town. That one's at the Sports Village with a quarter to eight kickoff. So I fully expect you to turn up with me at about ten past eight. After you listen to me and him bickering for the next hour and of course to bring some sense into it we will still be talking to not fast dave so mr smith i mean you didn't know about it i mean i only found out about this evening league today i mean you in your previous life um followed the evening league fairly strongly didn't you i, I played in it um <clears throat> i played in it for uh New at Rugby Club cricket section and uh, for a team called Rose and Riley, and um, it was it was an excellent format. Twelve eight ball overs and uh, a really good uh, evening's entertainment. And uh, I'd have found it tremendously sad, especially to the memories of uh, 
Messrs Frank Crawley and Owen Taylor that um, what would have been in my world a prestigious cricket afternoon at Dale Field is not deemed worthy of attracting enough interest if that's the case and I'm led to believe that is the case and if I'm wrong fair comment um, it's certainly not happening at Dale Field this weekend I know that much mm. um, with these things Tony once they've gone once yeah it's sometimes very difficult to reincarnate them isn't it yeah just when you you broke that piece of news in the headlines there my mind just flicked back a thousand years to the days of the ransom cup and uh you know the the advertisers in what became the the advertiser cup and was really one of the evening cricket league highlights if not the highlight of, of, of the summer when we had the advertiser cup final and uh, I organised that for many, many years, and I just wondered to myself, I wonder where the, um, the wonderful Ransom Cup is these days, the Advertiser Cup, because it was worth about two and a half grand. It was a, a most venerable piece of silverware. I'm just wondering where it is these days, because I'm, I know the Advertiser haven't got the workforce to actually run it these days. So if, if, if anybody knows what's what become of that... believe, they couldn't even form a team in it. Well, it's basically. Um, I, don't, I think. Um, <laughs> I think the advertiser did once attempt to get a cricket team up, but um, I think only about four of them um, actually knew the laws of the game. <laughs> that one's including you. Not, um, not, I, I, I was away on holiday when, when they played, but I heard some hilarious reports, including one guy called Marcus Alton, who now works for the BBC, who attempted to avoid a run out by throwing his bat from one end of the wicket to the other. Uh, but he wasn't attached to it, so therefore was run out. It says it all, though, when they organise a cricket match once you've gone away. Flowserve mm. returned to winning ways last night. Um, yes. I would expect him to win at Kimblake. They won 3-0. Elliot King um, scored a couple, which will do him the world of good. Um, yeah. Elliot King, of course, has thought long and hard about what he's going to do this this season, and uh, it looks like he's decided to stay with Flowserve, unlike one of your favourites, Tizer. Yeah, I mean, not just one of my favourites, but he was uh, very much a favourite of the fans because not only uh, did he score 28 times last season, but um, they were usually accompanied by a great feat of acrobatics and uh, it, it definitely endeared him to the uh, to the Flosserv executive crew. Who, uh, If I was a manager, <coughs> I, I would go wild if one of my players Oh, yeah. That. I mean, um, you know, if you because injure... Yeah, you injure yourself doing that. If you, if you injure yourself and you're out for the season on the strength of celebrating a goal, it, it doesn't go down well with the management. But, uh, but, but, but Tizer, say, scored uh, tw- 28 <coughs> times and managed to pull it off 28 times with his back flips. So, um, live to tell the day, but unfortunately, uh, we'll be playing in, in different colours next season. I mean, th- th- this is what people really realise now. Flosive, at uh, that level of football where a few players have an allegiance to a club but the vast majority of players are playing because they're on an earner i think in the what my daughters call the olden days people used to be known as pot hunters particularly on a a, a sunday morning people used to go to the teams where they thought they would win trophies uh, these days on a saturday afternoon because sunday morning doesn't really count anymore these days on a Saturday afternoon in proper football, people go for who's paying the most money. 
and uh, Elliot King spent quite a bit of time on the Kimberley Miners' welfare bench, so he will have been delighted to go back there and score two goals against his old club. And uh, a time when um, <clears throat> Elliot's trying to make a decision about his own immediate career, I think uh, two goals for a kid who is very much a confidence player will do him the world of good. It was first proper cricket of the season today after last week's excitement a couple of weeks ago excitement, whatever it was 10 days ago and England are playing so 2020 I'll accept but you can't call 50 overs not proper cricket when you consider what it's done to cricket amongst the entire nation England are playing Ireland <laughs> in a four day test match this is a four day test match is there such a thing this is a um, if we're going to talk tradition what's wrong with a five day test match this won't get more than two mate um <laughs> this is the prequel isn't it to the ashes which starts mm. next week yeah. this is a sort of warm up test before we go on to that one you may or may not know that Australia are not playing county matches because they think they're not going to get um the workout that they need um, the quality of opposition is not good enough so they have brought over 50 5-0 players and they're going around the country playing games on pitches that they think they'll be playing type of pitches that we are playing the test matches on I'll tell you a bit more about that one in a moment today at Lords apparently it was a green wicket now England's playing Australia doesn't take a genius to work out that if you start on a green wicket England stand more of a chance because England bowlers are not fast anymore because quite frankly they're all too old whereas Australia bowlers have got the fast bowlers but not not knocking Broad Anderson and Wokes because they can do great things on a English wicket can't they mm. um, and they would have any test playing nation in trouble in this country on that type of wicket so that's the type of wicket that's probably going to win you a test match England was all out for 85. They chose to bat on it, because obviously they're going to have to bat on them. They chose to bat on it. They was all out for 85 before lunch. Tim Murta took 5 for 13. Tim Murta is a 37-year-old <laughs> jobbing county bowler who bowls at around about 75 miles an hour. The <laughs> England ladies opening bowler, whose name runs away with me at the moment, bowls at roundabout. 75 mile an hour but what Tim Murta did was scuttle out the England top order mm. Mm. so it wasn't on speed was it the ball was the ball was doing something I, think, I don't know about speed but it must have been on something to be bowled out for 85 by Ireland in reply Ireland got 232 for 2 and 207 all out England are naught for naught after one over in reply, which is why I'm saying to you this test match will be all over tomorrow. Now, <clears throat> going back to Australian ones, Australia A played Australia B. Australia A was all out for 120, and Australia B was all out for 150. So they can't they can't bat on green pitches either. <laughs> People of all the test matches are sold out for the first four days. If they're going to play on this type of wicket. Yeah. It's going to be all over in two days. Uh, yeah, they're not going to the sell. The time the weekend comes, Lord's is going to be shut. <laughs> they're not going to sell many fifth-day fifth tickets on those wickets. Now, I understand that and the home country sets yeah. to what they think is going to be best, 
but surely to God, you've got to have some make it a competition. You've got a five-day test match. This, if this carries on, is going to kill test cricket. Well, and then we're back to your circus where we started. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's just my circus. In fairness, I think um, you're uh, in a minority of one with the well, your, not your, your one. views on Monday. Maybe not one. No, but n- nobody under uh, three hundred and ten will think that way normally. Fifty over cricket, I <clears> accept. <throat> I have got no yeah, problem. Okay, with thank it. you. Yeah. I have no problem with I'll, fifty. I'll, I'll, I'll drag you kicking I and screaming. No the problem gas with age. fifty over cricket whatsoever. <laughs> twenty twenty is a circus. You know it is. I know it is. And the best team in the world at fifty over cricket couldn't last till lunchtime against Ireland in a Test match. Come on, there's something fundamentally <clears throat> wrong here. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, the, the 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 wicket counts for a heck of a lot in cricket the state of the wicket you can get 502 minutes on one wicket and you can get skittled out for 85 in, in different conditions to, to identical bowling that's that's just the way that the conditions have a say in that particular game but it just um, <clears throat> if, if, if that's the way we're going to beat Australia then a defeat to Ireland means nothing in the great scape compared to the future of the the Ashes series this summer does it? Mm, well, that's that one next week. But you know, it, it's the bring back Jason Roy because he scores a lot of runs in one day cricket. He lasts five minutes. Joe Root, Johnny Burstow, Moen Ali, Chris Rokes—they're all there, and they all got next to no, next to nothing. Jeffrey, Sir Jeffrey, would have told him it was all about application. In fact, it probably did this morning if I was listening to him. And there wasn't a lot of application this morning. If it's a green wicket for the first hour, dig in. Put the trenches up. You've got five days or four in some inexplicable reason in this one. <laughs> Perhaps they knew about the wicket. It's not one day cricket. Everything hasn't, hasn't got to go to the boundary every five minutes. I think that um, <clears throat> the, the sizes of the modern day crowd modern day michael that's the, that's the key the word that's the key phrase there if you look at the modern day one day crowd versus the sort of modern day attendances for test cricket outside of this country and possibly india it shows the way things are changing in the in that sport i don't disagree with you i don't think it's for the good of the sport but I don't disagree with you because if it carries on like it is, it's going to join the list of circus sports, which we're going to talk about straight after we've had a bit of a break. 30 years ago, I used to go to quite a lot of county cricket. And 30 years ago, you were speaking to the same 10 people at Trent Bridge every time you went. That's 30 years ago. These days, you've got things like computer games, and you know it's just a different world I I don't disagree and I'm fully with you on one day cricket we've always had 50 over cricket I have no problem with 50 over cricket the problem I have we put too much emphasis on certainly 2020 and possibly one day and when it comes to proper cricket we fail but there's nothing wrong with getting clipped round the ear by a bobby it just don't work these days (laughs) 85 all out 
against Ireland, who wasn't even a test playing nation five years ago, is nothing short of disgraceful. But yeah, I agree. I agree totally. But then again, um, if you've got a green wicket, then you know, <clears throat> if it's done, if it's been and the thing is, if there is a green wicket, they're either scared for the Australians. Well, that's justifiable. Why, Mitchell Stark? I thought Joe Root was one of the best batsmen in the world. Yeah, but again, uh, it goes down to the condition of the wicket. <coughs> so why does it have to be green? Because that, that's the best way to beat the Australians. We can take a defeat against Ireland along the way. We're getting, this, we're getting the sandpaper out next at this rate. A little bit of breaking local news, if you like, and it concerns Finlay Bass, who's uh, been at the biggest race of his season tonight, the Sheffield Grand Prix, a tough field of ri- riders. And um, he could... If he finished high up, get in, um, get into the UK top ten. He'd have to really finish in the top three to do it. Well, I've just got the result. Um, he did finish in the top ten. Not sure his position is yet. He had mechanical problems with his bike on lap eight while sitting fourth. He certainly finished in the top ten. If he finished high enough to break into the national top ten, we wait and see. We've got his dad, Ivan, um, roadside. Um, that one in Ivan's... Um, keeps updating on that one so young finley bass is uh looks like his top 10 uk rider I, I, I think i was born into this journalism trade far too early what a delightful headline writer's dream is finley bass <laughs> 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 you could you could live off it off a name like that right yeah. headlines you knew would with the same one time in time out <laughs> right um what constitutes a sport? A sport, yes. Well, now, you say to me, when are we having darts on here? When are we having pools on here? We're not the pub games. And the conversation degenerates into a slanging match. Um, so, you... It is your turn. Now Now we've been given this opportunity. Um, you convince me that darts and pool and Formula One and horse racing and anything that comes out of America can be constituted as a sport. I thought to myself, now we've been given this window of opportunity, uh, all my research is going to prove worthwhile because there's no way I can prove to you that uh, anything you disagree with, you know, you're just not the sort of person that would change your mind. So I got up at five o'clock in the morning to do my research for this programme. Which is brilliant, because I didn't change, the, didn't change the script until four o'clock this no, afternoon. But not five o'clock this morning, <laughs> but five o'clock in the morning, some time ago, uh, I happened to uh, wake up at five o'clock in the morning on this particular day, um, and, and picked up a dictionary. Uh, in my former life, five o'clock in the morning on a weekend was about the time I picked up a bottle of red wine. But these days, I pick up a dictionary and looked up sports in the concise Oxford Dictionary. And it says, A game or competitive activity involving physical exertion, e.g. football, cricket or racing, meeting for competition, amusement or fun. So if you're looking at amusement or fun... So wrestling's a sport in your world. Wrestling's not a sport. Give, Because it involves two other words that I also looked up that's more funny. <laughs> OK, <laughs> just read... And the, I don't mean the word was like you used to when you were 11. Read the line again. The amusement... Sport. Not all of it, just the amusement bit. E.g. football, cricket... Yeah, 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 I've got that. Meeting for competition... 
comma, amusement or fun. Right. Amusement or fun. Yeah. That Oxford book thing that you've got... Yeah, dictionary. Dictionary, I prefer Cambridge. That Oxford one that you've got... <laughs> um, I've not tried that diet. ...is indirectly saying that wrestling is a sport, because it's amusement or fun. Yeah. Ah, come on, you can't have it both ways. Oh, you, you, can't, you can't bring wrestling into a discussion about You're sport. on the back foot here. Yeah, I, I mean, amusement... Yeah, wrestling is amusing. There you go, so it's a sport. But the difference between wrestling and darts, or snooker, or horse racing, is that you don't know the results before the contest takes place. Whereas with wrestling, you do. Because it is choreographically can you wonderfully done. Can you 100% say in any professional sport these days, with the amount of blatant cheating stories that's come out, that any, any and every sport at some time somebody's known the result before the game started well <coughs> or is that harsh it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one because the bookies are seldom wrong are they <laughs> because cricket's been found out to be corrupt and i have been football's been found out to be corrupt in in the world tennis has been found out to be corrupt i have been to a race meeting <coughs> and it'd be wrong to name the venue where it was quite clear that corruption was taking place well, there you go because I was with somebody of uh, ill repute uh, who was with me and pointing out various things that were happening and he was about spot on. Let's be nice about this. You convince me that darts is a sport. Well, it is, isn't it? Because, like, sort of, you've got two blokes or two ladies. Ladies' darts is very entertaining as well. And you sort of, um, at professional level, not so much... Um, don't get... Don't get on that not so much in some new at pubs at half one in the morning but um the um <coughs> basically darts you've got two people trying to get five or one and therefore it is a competition it's amusing and it's fun to see who gets there and and being part of a darts team is actually quality I've, I've, I've played for a number of darts teams primarily from the wheat sheaves being part of mrs ferguson's knit and natter club could have uh, no doubt was quality but it wasn't a sport yeah but i bet it was rigged <laughs> well, you tell them that. <laughs> but in my five o'clock sojourn, Tony Smith says Mrs. Ferguson's Knitted Natter Club was rigged. I also That's looked a headline. up forest, and the uh, the definition of forest is dense mass. So that must mean it's a mass of dense people. And I also looked up Bradley, and that says simply wrong. You see, you're clutching at straws And at here, this aren't point, you, you go, you see, QED, I think you're my learner friend. You're clutching at straws, because already you've had to admit that wrestling is a sport, when you've been the one that's telling me it's not. But according to your Oxfordshire book of words, whatever it was called, that's that's going to be a sport. You've not to told me anything yet that convinced <sighs> me that darts is anything but a pub game. What's the difference between a pub game and a sport? Nothing, really. It's just, uh, you know, it's, you play sport in the pub. But I think uh, people would probably pay a heck of a lot of money to watch Christine Fern Ferguson wrestling. Formula One. That's just boring. Motor racing. Take Formula One out of the equation. Motor racing is great if it's done properly and you have overtaking. I forget w what it was. Is it Formula Four where all the cars are the same? Yeah. Every single car is to the same specification. Yeah? I think, think it's Formula so. Four. I'm, right. I'm, I'm not really up on my motor racing. So if every single car is to the same specification, it's got to be the driver's ability 
that wins the race yeah yeah does yeah. that make sense yeah exactly yeah right so that then is down to the driver's ability and not who's got the best computer system but formula one and i'm not saying lewis hamilton is not probably the world's yeah. best ever driver i'm not mm-hmm. saying that mm-hmm. but he's also got one hell of a technological team yeah behind him i mean formula one is not just about the driver it's also about the fantastic technology that's behind it. It's about the decisions, what tyres to use, and all the rest of it. It's a heck of a lot. But is that a sport? Yeah, I, th- I think I think that is knowing what tyres to put on and when is that a sport? Yeah, I, I, I think that is all part of it. Judging the atmosphere of the weather and all the rest of it on the computers, and then sort of passing on the advice down, you know, headsets and stuff. Yeah, that is. That, I that, mean, what that, this that boils what this actually boils down to is everybody's got their own opinion, haven't they? Oh yeah, but. If you press channel, if you press channel on, on normal tally, I don't mean Sky and all the rest of it. If you press channel sixty four, you get this free sports show, and I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it was. I was just channel hopping, but came across it and spent ten minutes of pure hilarity. And there's all these cars set off on the grid, and they all go piling forward. And basically, it's not stock car racing, but basically they all, you know, aim for each other. What the hell of it? And 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 the last one left standing wins. I've got, I've, again, if people want to sort of text in or whatever, I'm not sure what it's called, but that is brilliant sport because that is fun, amusement, sparkling competition. It's absolutely brilliant. I don't know what it's called. But um, that that was brilliant, and everything that Formula One isn't. But if I I could sit down with a Formula One expert and you know enjoy an afternoon watching Formula One, <coughs> I couldn't. You know when you take the Mickey out of me for sitting there with my script in front of me. Yeah, yeah. What do we need a script for? This show isn't scripted. I normally. just want to make sure I get it right. Yeah, the fact is this show is scripted, and it's scripted for a reason. Yeah. And one of those reasons is I don't forget to give Dave Farge a ring at 20 past <laughs> 7 on a Wednesday night. Is, is it 20 past 7 now? Yes, it is. Don't time fly. It's half past. Go, go and do your receptionist bit, please. <laughs> <laughs> As we try and get hold of um, Dave Farge and I give him my grovelling apologies because Tony kept me talking. <laughs> um, if, you, if you have tuned in and was expecting um, our special tonight with David Lloyd, unfortunately, he's had um, family problems and had to rush off... Um, I think to Coventry um, and David will join us it will now be in um, in September we do hope everything goes alright for him today he is devastated um, he did want to come in we're not a political programme we wasn't going to talk um, politics in any way shape or form but we're just going to find out what the council's policy was in um, some of the sport related situations that's going on in and around our town at the moment um but uh, here we go um <laughs> ever so slightly late mainly because tony kept me talking um belated welcome to not fast dave dave so sorry you must have thought we'd forgot you no i was listening to it i was gonna, actually we uh, did forget because we're not <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say something sarcastic yeah. oh i would <laughs> i mean we're not the problem is we're not scripted tonight because we're just doing this one sort of off the cuff and <laughs> now cuff. now I know why I look at my iPad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you had a cracking weekend because it was Thunder Run time. It was Thunder Run time. Really busy weekend this weekend. So start off with the usual, start off with the parkruns. We had 36 club members over six different parkruns, no personal bests. Um, but the 
like you say, the weekend was dominated by the uh, 2019 Conti Thunder, the Continental Thunder Run. That's a 24-hour endurance event in Catton Park in Derbyshire. We had 19 members of Not Fast Running, uh, and they were running in either relay teams, pairs, or running solo. Now, for those that don't know about this Thunder Run, it's a 10-kilometer cross-country course, and what you've got to do is complete as many laps as possible in the 24-hour time period. Now, the time period, all the times include all rest stops, so the clock doesn't stop because of runner stops. So the event starts at noon on Saturday and finished at midday on Sunday. And there was a good mix of heat, rain, mud, and perseverance. As always, it was a really fantastic event and a really good atmosphere. Year on year, it continues to be a very good one. So coming on to the teams, so in total, not fast clocked up 990 kilometers over the 24 hours, with a total combined running distance of just over, sorry, running time of just over 165 hours. Going on to the male teams, the Not Fantastic Five came in 26th place with 23 total laps in 24 hours, 38.33. Average lap time of 1 hour, 4.18. The members, we had Adrian Dix, who did five laps, Andrew Rowland, six, Cliff Robinson, five, James Talbot, four, and Paul Zamontas, three. Moving on to the mixed teams, Not Fast Numpties came in 41st place. They did 21 laps in 23 hours, 8 minutes 15. Their average lap time was 1 hour 6.07. Uh, their members in the laps were Alice Alsop doing 4 laps, Chris Redhead 5, Janet Davis 4, Peter Lane 2, Simon Locke 6. Now a good key mention for that team is they also completed a quarter bottle of whiskey and a whole pork pie in 16 seconds. So definitely worthy of a mention. Uh, not fast, not, not <laughs> Sorry, fast, I'm just giggling away in the background here. Well, we like... Well, it's not just about running, is it? When when you're doing 24 hours, you've got to keep um, hydrated and fed. And whiskey and pork pies. <laughs> to be the, the and whiskey and pork pies is the remedy for dehydration, is it? Uh, don't don't quote me on that one. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, also in the mixed teams, we had the not fast, not furious. They came in 53rd place, did 21 laps in 25 hours, 31:53. Their average lap time was one hour 12:57. Members, we had Amy Borrell doing four laps, Diana Wakefield four laps, Tom Allen four laps, Kerry Robinson four, and Zana Perry five. Going on to the pairs, the male pairs, Cirque de Sore Legs came in 16th place, and they did 10 laps in 22 hours, 48, 29. Uh, had Adam Jackson doing four laps, and Jim Lovett doing six. Now going on to the solo runners, these are the brave souls that do... Uh, as many as they possibly can individually over 24 hours. Nick Harrison, he did five laps in 24 hours, 34.23. He came in 58 out of 98. Peter Middleton, he did six laps uh, in 23 hours, 35.37. He came in 74th. And I want to um, have a pause and a, a, a good mention to Breeze Rowlands. She did 10 laps in 21 hours, 21 minutes and 21 seconds coming in 20th out of 71 overall. Her average lap time of 2 hours, 8 minutes and 9 seconds. Um, so really good thunder runners there. There was a separate 10k in the morning, um, just for a little flavour of the course, if anyone was interested. Only one of the members did it, Kim Etherington Bates. She completed in 56 minutes 31, and then she went on to manage some of the not fast members for their race. Now, moving away from Thunderrun, we had Dawn Lamb. She was at the Grimsby 10K on Sunday morning. 
Now, I hear she was fueled by the previous night's gin, completed that in one hour's 32. And uh, in a bit further afield, uh, Puerto Dura completed the home Moss Fell race in the Peak District. That was almost 18 miles and 4,000 feet of ascent in just over or just under five hours. I can't read my own writing. So, yeah, lots of running this weekend, lots of endurance running, which is good to see, especially Breeze. You know, see, she only started running uh, a couple of years ago, and she's trained hard to do, first of all, the London Marathon, then marathon distance, and then coming on to ultra running. So 10 kilometers, sorry, 10 laps, that's 100 kilometers. So fantastic running from Breeze and everyone that did um, at the... um, at the Thunder Run. It, um, it was, and Breeze has been into this studio, and she's a wonderful, wonderful person. We had a wonderful night chatting to her when, when she came in, and uh, she yeah. deserves all, all the credit that um, you you gave her, and we won't mention the gin, the, the whiskey, and the pork pies. Um, <laughs> the home moss one was... That must have been hard work. So, I mean, I, I've been there. I know what it's like. It's not exactly firm territory. It's not, no. This is cell running. It's a, it's a different beast. You... you the, the ground is just such difficult terrain to run on, and you've got to train for this. You, you can't just, for example, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there thinking I could just walk in the park. It's a challenging event, especially the terrain, the elevation, and just the endurance. And um, you know, fantastic running through Puerto there to, to, to get what he did. It it, uh, it most certainly was. Dave, thank you so much. Pleasure. Um, what a weekend and it's the Nottingham Outlaw this weekend so we, we've got running at the forefront again this week one so uh, we'll see what comes uh, when, we, when we talk to you at the normal time next Wednesday night ok thanks for, thank you so much cheers bye thanks. slightly belated not fast Dave <laughs> yeah but just to put it into English money for Breeze which is not really it's another headline like his dream. It's, Go it's, on. It's, 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 she's not really aptly named for, for a, an endurance feat like that. 10k is six miles. So if she's done 10 laps throughout the night, that's 60 miles of running throughout the night. Dear God. Why? To get away from the whiskey, the gin, and the pork pie. Well, yeah. probably the pork pie. But I, I mean, you know, if you drink whiskey and gin and eat pork pies, I mean, that is really not sort of athletic <laughs> prowess material. No, but it's is good it? fun. Well, it's, it's good fun if you can remember it. <laughs> um, Probably remember the pie. <laughs> Sometime before we go on our holly bobs, we was gonna, I was going to ask you who you're going to give me as your top four in the Premier Division and that sort of thing, because I think it's unfair, really, to do it. <clears throat> Now, because the transfer window is is still open, and so much yeah. can happen. So much can happen between now and August, August, uh, um, August the eighth. But Beezers, I saw that till we play music. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, I can tell you'll be relegated. Well, okay then. Let, let, let's start at the bottom, shall we? Um, I'm going to hold you to this, of course. I'm going to ask other people as well, and we're going to collate a list. And uh, we're going to see who's got it right and uh, who's who's got it wrong. So, <clears throat> you're telling me now who's going to get relegated? Well, I think a definite. This is as we stand now. Yeah. I mean, as I say, there's two weeks of this transfer window. And I, I don't think a transfer window is going to make any difference to my number one tip to finish bottom of the Premier League. Okay. Uh, if the fake shake had have uh, materialised... 
if Ashley had have left the club, then I said earlier in the piece, Newcastle United have got the capability to be the biggest club in the world. If they get a decent manager in, someone like, say, I don't know, Rafa Benitez, just plucking a name out of the air, and they back him with a shake's money, with that support and that ground and those people, biggest club in the world, bar none, and now rock on dead certainty to go down. Finished bottom of the pile by a number of embarrassing points. Yet, they've just signed themselves a new centre-forward. Don't matter. And they are just nipped over to France to sign themselves an exciting, the most exciting winger in French football, and apparently there's another three or four more. And the great Mr Ashley has been to see Steve Bruce today and had a chat with him, and apparently um, there's another 50-odd million to spend. If that is spent, and spent wisely... They've still got Steve Bruce as manager. If that is fencing, why? The one thing that was labelled against Rafa Benitez is is was very defensive. Now he's pro- it was a very. I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not knocking him. I think he's scored a cracking own goal in what he's done. Um, but I don't. If 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 they spend in the next couple of weeks, I don't think they go. If they don't spend, I agree with you. If they spend and spend wisely, I think they'll be too strong. Who have you got to go down with them? I don't know. Um, Bear in mind, I'm looking at the table when you're not. Yeah, if if I'm over on this way... (laughs) It might be easier for you. I would say that um, it's always easy to, to look at the promoted teams. But Norwich City have got a very good manager... Uh, Southampton have got a very good manager uh, Wolves have got a very good manager it's very very difficult to pick somebody out of that lot but I don't know I, th- I think I think Crystal Palace have excelled done better than they were expected to so probably Crystal Palace and sad as it would be to have to say it but I think Chris Wilder's done the best he can at Sheffield United in getting them up, but I don't think they're good enough to stay with the, the big boys. So, Crystal Palace, Sheffield United, Newcastle United. We will quickly go back to this, just before we go off here, when the transfer window is uh, uh, short. My freaks, I've had a, another hour to think about it than what I've thrown this on you a little bit, at Sheffield United, because I agree with you. I think they've gone as far as they can go. Brighton, who was by the skin of the teeth last year, and they've done absolutely nothing. I think to improve it they've got rid of the manager okay and where you think Crystal Palace have probably done their bit I think Bournemouth have probably done their bit mm. and it's <clears> going <throat> it's going to get stale there one year and it might be this year but I think Eddie Howe <coughs> is one of the brightest young managers uh, he is but he can only do so much on 12,000 gates yeah but but he's, he's, he's still good enough and fresh enough and what do you keep telling me about football managers they should don't stop in the same place you get stale yeah and that's what you're saying about Crystal Palace to an extent but I d- okay, I, d- I, d- I, d- I just think that what Eddie Howe has got on his side is youth and I think eventually Roy Hodgson is going to think oh I've had enough okay. of this and it'll be this season top top four Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, 
and Ollie's going to come good at Man United. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You, oh, let me just write this down before, <laughs> before I, I, I just give up on you com- completely. Right. Are you saying that Liverpool are going to win it? Yes. I don't disagree with you. I've got to be honest, I don't disagree with you. Um, they haven't bought, but they've probably got no need to no buy. Um, and Man City are pretty much the same, and I think those two are light years in front of anybody else. Well, they are. They're 20-odd points in front of anybody else uh, last season. I honestly think that Man City are going to have a rocky season. Do you? Yeah, I think Guardiola's But got, you put them finishing second. Guardiola, yeah, but I mean, rocky season by their standards, not by anybody else's. Okay, right. Um, yeah, okay, I understand. But I think that's going to enable Klopp to nip in and, and Liverpool to win it. Okay. But I honestly do think at the moment that Ollie's going to come good. I'll come, to, I'll come to him in a minute. Chelsea, I've also... The top three... We actually agree because I think what has been blindingly obvious at Chelsea for the last X number of years is they've got some of the best youngsters on the European football stage, but for some inexplicable reason, the previous managers won't use them. Lampard's going to have no choice, mm. and mm. I think this is the season when them kids know they're going to play. They're going to get out there and they're going to make something of it. I also think Leicester are going to be fairly close to it. Well, I ain't got that. Let's let's talk Manchester United because (coughs) Ole Gunnar Solskjaer told us all last season there was going to be a massive great clear out. Yeah. There's only two people gone. That's a worry. He said that there was going to be oodles, thousands of world-class players going into Man United. I'm still waiting. They bought two kids for the future. Probably very good signings, but they're not world-class players. They don't know what they're doing with Pogba, because one day he's the bee's knees and the king of the dressing room, and the next day they want him out. He's still there. They seem to think the answer is Harry Maguire. Maybe the answer is Harry Maguire, but Harry Maguire is not worth more than Virgil van Dijk which is what they are going to pay for him out of sheer and absolute desperation. I'll tell you what, Tony, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer stays there and Ed Woodward stays there with his buy-in policy, they'll finish in the top off because they will, but they won't, be, they won't be in the top six or seven. And the other thing, before I do let you talk, the problem is at Manchester United, as a company they're making one heck of a profit now they're American owners which don't even know what the shape of a football looks like (laughs) are looking at the balance sheets and that balance sheet says that Man United are one of the top sports clubs in the world and are making a ginormous profit they're not bothered the fact that they're not top of the Premier League or they're not in the Champions League or they probably are they're not winning the Champions League they're making a profit their investment is showing a profit that's all they are bothered about your turn. But I think the re- one of the main reasons that Ollie's going to come good is because there's no pressure on him. Because everybody thinks he's going to flop. And so therefore, he's going to be operating 
from under the radar to a certain extent until the results start coming together. There is pressure at Man United. Oh, yeah, there's always pressure at a club like that. But I, I think he's a far, far better manager than he's given credit for. And he is a perfect fit. Jurgen Klopp is a perfect fit for Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp is the next Shankly. However... Ollie is the right bloke for Man United. He just needs to be given a little bit of no, I'm, time. I'm, I'm to going get it right. back to saying, uh, whereas Newcastle has still got to prove themselves in in the transfer market, which is only two weeks away for finishing. So have Manchester United, because this wonderful statement by Oligan and Solskjaer about this massive clear out. If they want Lukaku <laughs> out, sell him for the fifty million quid that Inter Milan want to pay for him. But no, they're holding that for he's got to go for more than what we paid for him and they won't pay for it so Lukaku is going to start next season Dolph Trafford and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer blatantly doesn't want him oh, I think when you asked that many questions as you are at a club like Manchester United you don't see the Norwich manager getting courted all that often but there's people wanting sound bites from Old Trafford every single day so Ollie's going to probably end up saying that's why you need a top class manager there not somebody straight out of his vision for the Norwegian Sunday League honestly he he is he's the right fit for Manchester United not we'll have this conversation again in December and you will see what the league table and by December he'll he'll be back he'll, he'll be back managing Eskimos United or whatever no, it is no, and, and you will see once again that I am right well we, we, we will see but you've got Newcastle finishing bottom and relegated yep. just to make that point clear because Doug all standing behind you um, you have got Newcastle relegated you know when Doug wears why doesn't he use all his fingers <laughs> exactly um, no I'm sorry Man United no I just cannot see it not under that manager not under that regime probably not under them owners because I think that maybe is where the problem well, is well if I wasn't from Yorkshire we'd have a pound on it okay um, as it is your you know, surprise like, package and my surprise package may well be the same um, Leicester yeah yeah and just nudging under them Southampton ok I, I do happen to think and I'm going to stick my neck out here if Newcastle buy and buy well they will be a top half team if they buy well well, just to be argumentative, argumentative with, with you. you, you don't even have to talk safely because right. you're that side of the desk and Dougal it me first. And say. if you thought all that was bad, when we come back, we're going to talk the championship. We're already bickering about the championship, and of course, any, any no, division. No, we're not. We're just bickering yes, about Leeds. And any division that includes Forest and, and Leeds, and uh, me and Tony talking about it, is not going to go well. Um, I hate to have to say this, and I, I, I'm going to go home and probably curl up in a corner somewhere. Um, I really do think any team that finishes below Leeds, or <sighs> above Leeds, sorry, above Leeds are going to win. I, I think Leeds have got to start, Tony, um, as favourites. Surely. Well, you know me, Mick. I mean, I, they, imploded, <clears throat> I mean, they imploded ridiculously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. know that. But, you know, for once, do you think Leeds can actually learn a lesson? But with Bielsa you know you've, you've, you've got to have a chance because he's you know but he's proved he's proved over the years yeah he's a very good manager it, it's, he, he, he's actually yeah. done what <clears throat> almost nobody else at least because actually he's, a, he's actually seen the, se- the season out 
and they should have got promoted mm. they, they you know they they really should have got promoted and i think if 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 he now knows a little bit more about life in english football a little bit more streetwise about english football well they they, they, they employed you with a capital imp didn't they oh yeah and I, I understand that but I, th- I think leeds first derby second forest relegated looking at that championship lineup is sharon in tonight I tell you, if, if anybody wants to put the name for to come onto this show in, in, instead of him, because this will be Tony Smith's last ever show tonight. Um, but no, Derby won't finish second. But the con- maybe if Frank Lampard had stopped at Derby, the contrast between Sheffield United and Huddersfield Town. Sheffield United have gone up. Um, they have have they broken their transfer record three times already or something? Yeah. And what did Huddersfield do? They went up, they cut the cloth, just in case they came back down again. Sheffield United will be in the third division within two seasons. Because they've, they've put all their eggs in one basket and that basket's got a big hole in the bottom. Well, look at Fulham last season, spent over £100 million before the season yeah, started. The yeah. same as Aston Villa have done this time round. Yeah. And Fulham are now sitting <sighs> in the Championship. I, I, I do think Leeds will win it. Um... You've got to... West Brom and Stoke have got to be better than last season. Can't see Stoke doing help. No? Okay. No. I think they've got to be better. I'd like them to because, you know, they're, the, they're over the club. They've got, to, they've got to improve on, on, on last season. They were... So have Middlesbrough. You'd have thought they underachieved last year. Now they've got rid of Tony Pulis. They might actually get into the opposition's off. Yeah, but they've got Tony Mowbray in place of him, haven't they? Yes, I, I just... Um, <coughs> I, I don't rate the bloke an awful lot but honestly I reckon um, looking at that table it's it's it's, it's the, the most competitive league probably in Europe isn't it it's hell, hell of a Fa- fantastic league for some reason Tony calls it a league it's hell of a division it, it, it really is mm. um, you play an awful lot of football yeah a hell of a lot of football football and you know you could go down those 24 teams Tony and you could make a case for anybody anybody could be anybody when the 24th team is on the bottom of that oh it's Wigan probably not then Um, (laughs) anybody but Wigan anybody but Wigan yeah anybody but but Wigan Um, the camera never lies see Cardiff's there as well now Warnock stopped at Cardiff now who's one of the best managers I know who's one of the best managers out there for getting a club promoted Neil Warnock. The best video on the uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever it was, last season, the contrast between Neil Warnock and Pep Guardiola in the dressing room. Absolutely dynamite. If if anybody wants... If anybody's got a spare five, five ten minutes tonight, go, mm. Google that. It's a brilliant watch. And then and Neil Warnock is, is at absolutely dynamite maybe <clears throat> just maybe is that the difference between football in the 70s and football now i don't think neil warnock has changed whatsoever um but um you know to be successful these days you have to have an he's a throwback to the yeah, yeah. manager but, but but you have to have pep's attitude where you approach it as a sort of kindly school teacher warnock approaches it as a batty uncle doesn't it we're gonna come back to this obviously because things can change as we keep telling you but uh, it's either this or listen to some music i'd love to see lincoln do well that 
you see, now oh, you can no, read. No. Um, now I put it in Braille. You're all right, aren't you? <laughs> um, if Cowley stop at Lincoln and don't end up at Sheffield Wednesday... Why would you? Bigger club. A lot bigger yeah, club. Yeah, I, I know, but... A lot, lot bigger club. But Lincoln can be far more successful than Sheffield Wednesday. Why would you go to... Why would you go to China when you're already a multi-millionaire? Because they're offering more money. There you go. There's your answer. Yeah, but Benitez was just a greedy so I'm talking so. about Gareth Bale. Well, you know... Uh, and you can talk about Benitez, Benitez because... Gareth Bale, peas in the pod, the Cowleys are class individuals. Yeah. And, and, and... But are you telling me... Not that only do the people of Lincoln love them, but they love Lincoln. But are you telling me that if Sheffield Wednesday come in with... We'll pay you twice as much as what Lincoln are paying you because we're going to afford to do that. You will then be managing a team that's got a stadium which is good, very good, and potentially one that could play in the in the top flight. You're not telling me they're not at least going to think long and hard about it. They're going to think long and hard about it, and then they're going to decide, you know, that sometimes it's it's worth remembering that grass isn't always greener on the other side, and what they've got at Lincoln. You accused, 90% of the managers... You spent the first half of this show accusing me of having old-fashioned views when it comes to cricket. That's an old-fashioned view when it comes to football, because it's money, money, money. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, we, we, we had this conversation previously... If Why is Tyson not playing for FlowServe anymore? But if, you, if you've never had money, then it doesn't mean anything. And and if, if you're given the... Uh, the, the the choice between Lincoln and Sheffield Wednesday when you've established <laughs> your hero status at Sinsel Bank, you're not going to leave, are you? I know what I would do, Tony. I would agree with would you. you go, but would, you, would you go to Hillsborough? That, that is... We, we are not them, are, are we? Anyway, folks, thanks, uh. for, thanks for listening to uh, a uh, Radio <laughs> Newark Sports special, but not the one that you was expecting. You got Tony and I bickering for an hour instead. Whatever your views are, maybe the same as ours. Maybe different, but remember, Tony was the one that said both Newcastle and Nottingham Forest was going to get relegated, <laughs> and that Manchester United was a top four team under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. The best of luck, though. <laughs> Coming up next, somebody that we know is wonderful, Sir Doug Hall. <laughs> <laughs>